As the war in Ukraine wears on, the defence continues to seek help through any and all avenues around the world. Australia has already provided millions in military-grade hardware, but a recent hiccup involving retired Taipan helicopters has remained a sticking point between the ADF and Ukraine. The National Press Club today, alongside the Ukrainian ambassador, co-chair of the Australian Federation of Ukrainian Organisations, Katerina Arjaru, emphasised the importance of clarity in communication when organising aid for the war effort. We as a community, we're happy to step in. If transport's an issue, we'll crowdfund. We'll find a way. If, um, if it's a risk assessment issue, please let Ukraine make that risk assessment. They're the ones on the front line. They're the ones that can say whether they can use a certain type of equipment or not. Decisions being made by someone that's not in a war situation, it's very different to someone that desperately needs something on the front line. I asked Dr. Matthew Sussex, fellow at the Strategic and Defence Studies Centre at the Australian National University, about the nature of Australian aid in Ukraine. Well, Australia has provided, I think, now up to about $950 million worth of aid. Some of that's humanitarian, some of it's financial aid, but the vast majority is uh, is military assistance, over about $700 million. And that's mainly come from Australia's own stocks, um, whether it's been the Bushmaster armoured fighting vehicles, Uh, artillery shells or or drones and things like that. In the realm of humanitarian aid, has Australian aid fallen short? Um, I think the humanitarian aid at the moment is probably a secondary ask from the Ukrainians in terms of Australia. What they're mainly interested in is military assistance. But now, of course, every every bit helps, and humanitarian aid has to also, I think, be looked at in terms of reconstruction assistance, because, of course, Ukraine is now the most heavily mined country in the world, and it's suffered an enormous amount of war damage. So reconstruction is something we also need to be focusing on. Is there a reason why the Australian army is refusing to allow Taipan helicopters to be sent over to Ukraine? It's very difficult to pin down uh, exactly why this is. The uh, one story was that the Ukrainians didn't get the paperwork in in time because, of course, the Taipan fleet was being decommissioned. Another story was that, in fact, the Taipans were already partly stripped, particularly of engines, and so therefore were unserviceable. There were some other reports about, you know, not being able to send spare parts so they wouldn't be airworthy. Um, so it's really unclear as to as to the precise reason why the Taipans didn't end up getting gifted to uh, to Ukraine. Are there any other logistical issues preventing further aid from being sent to Ukraine? Well, Australia's just opened a uh, a new ammunition plant in Queensland and is ramping up production of artillery shells. So it should be able to be, you know, in a position to provide more in that sense. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the next big ask from Ukraine will be the fleet of uh, M1 Abrams tanks that Australia is uh, in the process of replacing. Uh, and it'll, I think, be interesting to see, you know, what the uh, what the word will be out of uh, the Australian Defence Force uh, as to whether or not Australia decides to, uh, to hand them over to Ukraine. Could we have a similar problem with those Abrams tanks as we're having with the Taipans where it's a clerical issue like that, or is it too early to tell? Oh, look, I think it's far too early to tell, but um, it wouldn't be, certainly wouldn't really be spare parts because the Abrams is pretty ubiquitous when it comes to NATO armies. Uh, there are Abrams already in service with the Ukrainian armed forces. So uh, I think we can rule out spare parts as, uh, as as a reason why the ADF might send them. What other support is needed for Ukraine from Australia? Uh, any similar kind of things to help bolster their military function other than just straight firepower? 
realistically, Ukrainians need just just those very, very basic things that armies need, which is artillery ammunition, which is uh, tanks, weapons that can be used offensively, like, for instance, you know, F-18 Hornet fighter planes and uh, and also drones and demining equipment i think it's going to be uh, you know absolutely vital uh, as well as training so australia has just extended uh, operation kudu which is its um uh, its operation to train ukrainian uh, conscripts uh, over in the uk and so that's something that we're doing in addition that i think you know has real value for kiev is there a realm in which that we could have a constant back and forth of munitions deliveries to Ukraine? Oh, look, it's possible, but uh, it's not going to service uh, Ukraine's you know absolute needs. For that, you need a, a country with you know, really significant production, uh, and that means the United States. So uh, I think certainly while whatever Australia can give is very much gladly welcomed by the Ukrainians, Uh, it's not going to be ultimately decisive. Associate Professor Dr Matthew Sussex, fellow at the Strategic and Defence Studies Centre at the Australian National University, speaking there with Stephen Samaras.